It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. I'm your host, John, with my co-host, Zach and Dean. It's week three in the NFL. How are we feeling, guys? Hey, guys. Uh, it, it could be better. It could be better. That's right. Last year's... Take, take the... Uh, just deflate the balloon a little bit, You, you know what's funny? Last year's, <laughs> last year's winner, myself, um, I am starting out one, one in five, which is actually all right. You know, we've had worse... Um, be, well, I haven't had a worse start to the season, mm-hmm. but this might, you know, I was thinking, is this the worst stretch that I've ever had? Mm-hmm. I don't believe so. I think a very important thing to key in on is that, um, if you're following a handicapper that is going to change everything and be like, oh, I'm going to strip it down. I'm going to just pick all the heavy favorites. That's not good. I have the utmost confidence in what I do. My process is, you know, well proven. So not to flute my own horn or anything like that, but uh, I'm okay. We'll be you got fine. it. Well, listen, we'll you're, be okay. you're, you're also up two games in our Dog Pound segment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as a know. podcast with with the Dog Pound, we are, we're are we're up. We're winning your money. 13 so, and 12, which is 52%. Uh, if you ignored me, then 12 and 7. <laughs> That's so. right. Listen, <laughs> yeah, listen, work, everyone. Every, well, everyone's got, you know, got, yeah. got pangs to go through, but I, you know... I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yeah, but, no, I'm not. Know, I'm not going to change anything. I'm not worried in the slightest. Right. And the one thing too to, to mention, um, you know, to kind of start it off on the bad beats. But uh, yes, the Seattle Seahawks had 24 pin- points at halftime. They scored a touchdown, missed an extra point, and never scored again. So that was six points in 30 minutes when they scored 24 yeah. in the previous. I would make that bet a thousand times out of a thousand. Um, yeah, that's just a that's a bad beat and bad luck. But uh-huh. you know, I know that Zach had a dog pound on the Vikings, so that absolutely Good killed man. me as well. And that's a, a missed extra point too. So yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it falls and sometimes it doesn't fall. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, let me <clears throat> beat my chest here a little bit because your boy had himself a week. Zach's fat lock was indeed just that. It was a lock with ease. Could have been a six point teaser. Would have hit. Yep. So big. It was so big. The sounder. I'm 1-0 in the sounder era, baby. Yep. Uh, listen, Bills ran away with it. Patriots ran away with it. I mean, it was just uh, Panthers. Panthers. I should have bet my mortgage on the Panthers. I called that one. Uh, that was one of the best spots yeah. that I've seen. Yeah, I, I I looked all over town. I didn't hear anyone else with that play. So right. uh, you know, I, it was dynamite, and the Vikings should have fucking won. I'm sorry. That, that Honestly, was that was a that was a bad beat for me, the yeah. gambler. But I, when that field goal was, I was just like, man, how many field goal so, kickers will the Minnesota Vikings just uh, just shun? Yeah, like just oh, poor, poor, poor Vikings, poor Dean. He was good. He was good before that. Dude, he um, hit the he hit the field yeah. goal to take him in the overtime last week. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I I believe he didn't miss a single kick as a Viking until I believe there was an extra point oh, missed earlier man. that day. And then again um, for the game winning field goal. But we want to talk about heartbreaking losses. I <laughs> I, I think we're going to be talking about the Giants a little later. Yeah. Let's not talk about it because it guess was a what? Tough Spoiler week for, uh, for the winning ticket. Giants fandom. are in my big bank this week, and me and John will be attending. The Giants game on Sunday at MetLife, so I Let's could just go. be absolutely <laughs> inebriated and crying before yeah. the kickoff. Um, but yeah, oh god, the Giants! We can sit here and talk for an hour 
about how disappointed I was after that game. And disappointed wasn't the word. I would say it was blind rage. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would say disgusted. Yeah, that was, disgust that was, a, was the that was one of the worst you know what? to lose and the game. And the funny part was, and, well, actually, there's nothing really funny about it, was they <laughs> lost that game in like eight different ways. Yeah. That game was lost before Dexter Lawrence jumped mm-hmm. offsides. Yeah. There was a million different things. Right. And uh, as a Giant fan, comes down to coaching, man. Joe Judge, you're talking a big game. You're talking about the yeah. fundamentals. Uh-huh. You're talking about being a disciplined team, about doing all the right things. Well, guess what? Your questionable quarterback played his heart out and gave you the best performance he's had since his very first start as a New York Giant versus Tampa Bay, and your team wasted it on pointless penalties, terrible clock management, and stupid mistakes, which is all a result of coaching. Yeah. Yeah, and and to that point too, uh, you know the Giants did get downgraded in the coaching. They metric. covered though. Yeah, they of, cover. Of course, when it comes to the power rankings and the the model on the season, 21, 11, and one, uh, Giants did get downgraded a little bit. But guys, I think the um, farthest downgrade was the Saints down to thirteen from six, mm-hmm. and uh, the biggest upgrade is the Patriots from. 20 to 11, uh, maybe a little really? bit of a... That's a, that's a big jump. Yeah. Uh, really, the reason is that their their defense did show a little something. I know Zach Wilson you know, was really bad, but um, I think I had their offensive rating down a little bit. I, I was going to that, say, that's yeah, for sure. Their offense they, definitely took yeah. it. Yeah, they, they, could, they could run the ball. They could. Mac Jones is good enough. I think it's one yeah. of those things where I, maybe... So that's the thing. When it comes to reactions and stuff, it's... Um, I believe I made this point last week. It's, you know, it's relative to where I had them. I had them a little bit too low after watching some film. I went and upgraded them. Uh, the Saints, we're going to get into in a little bit as well. Yeah, I think so. Now it's week three in the new seventeen, you know, game season, right? And for some teams, maybe like the Giants, who are playing the Falcons, who are also zero and two. The Vikings, obviously, is some hot water. You know, you you there's that statistic we mentioned last week about zero and two. Who knows if it's desperation time for some of these teams? They fall to zero and three. Should that happen? I mean, someone in the Giants and Falcons game, barring a tie, the desperation fall. bowl, baby, right. yeah. we're going. We'll fall to zero and three, and then you know that's going to affect some betting lines and some trends. Um, you know, the the Giants will definitely talk about more later. I have some thoughts on that. Uh, I had a two and one week in the Big Bank, another winner. Um, the Broncos giving six. That was an easy one. Zach talked about the Patriots giving five and a half. That was a double like too. I yep. believe yes. we understood that. First double like of the season, and it was and it a hit. winner. That's great. Uh, and then the Rams, I got hooked on after I, I literally called myself a pussy for for not wanting to do the the minus like mm. like for if I did the minus three, I was a pussy. I so. believe yeah, but my we don't want to push. You yeah. don't want. You know what? I've yeah. said it all last year. I do not get hooked, and there's right. a reason why. I, I even bought the it took hook me two on the weeks, game, and right? I got hooked. <laughs> That's the all hook is there for a reason. You will lose on it, but you know yeah. what? It comes out, and just quickly talking about buying the hook. Yeah. Listen, if it's if you're paying an extra ten cents on the dollar, in my opinion, it's worth it every time. Mm-hmm. But depending on your unit size, right? Right. Like, yeah. if if your unit size is a hundred dollars. I think I'd buy the hook. Yeah, you sure. Can spare if your unit size yeah. is ten dollars, maybe it's not worth it. Um, right. Me personally, if it's if the odds are if it's, if it's still going to be minus minus one twenty or under for me buying the hook, I'm buying the hook ten out of ten times. Yeah. That's that's me personally. Sure. Yeah. That's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Just because in that situation, I. I drive me crazy. And this, right. will, this will be the weekly uh, Slack channel commercial as well. But in the props market, you know, I'm kind of numb to all the all the odds. Really, especially with DraftKings um, offering some odds boost, you could do one per mm-hmm. game. Um, you know, I had a max play on KJ Osborne over on yards for minus one sixty, and on the first play he got it. So it's one of those <laughs> things where, um, exactly, Zach, to your point, you know, my unit size is a lot bigger than it was. 
when I first started out, and now you know a minus one sixty is nothing to me. I could yeah. you know put the adequate amount of money to get a good return on that one. So yeah, it's definitely in the prop market. You're going to see a lot of that, and of course you're going to want to stick with us on Slack. We're going to put it in the Instagram bio so that if you want, it's a free invite. Just click on it, and you're in the channel. So I will be monitoring that, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But Zach, why don't you take it out and put it on the table for us? Whatever. It is. <laughs> Zach's fat lock. It's so big. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you hopped on my pulsating lock last week because for the first time this year, Zach's fat lock was a success. We're officially one and one on the season, and I did a sweetheart teaser last week. Uh, Revert back to the 10 point. Should have done my normal six point for plus 150 because that would have hit. Mm. And sometimes it's all about finding the right numbers. So let's not beat around the bush. And let's get right down to my fat lock. This week we're doing a six-point three-team teaser, plus 150 as of uh, about 7:15 p.m. on uh, September 22nd. Here we're going with the Ravens, buying it down to minus two, facing the lowly Lions, who are potentially tanking already, putting players on the trading <laughs> block, mm -hmm. taking the Eagles plus 10 at the Cowboys. Uh, division rivalry. I think it's a close game. I think these are two pretty evenly matched teams. Uh, Cowboys got the better offense, but the Eagles have the better defense. Therefore, it's basically a match of cards. I do not expect this game to be a blowout in either way. I'd be very, very surprised if this game wound up being 10 points in either of these teams' favors. Mm -hmm. So I really like that one. Mm -hmm. And then my last play, which apparently I will be uh, fading Dean, I had the Saints plus 9 at the Patriots. I think it's just a very good get-back spot for the Saints. Kind of how I faded them last week. I truly think that the Saints are a much better team than the product they put out against the Panthers. And the Patriots, their offense has problems. That game against the Jets, realistically, with four turnovers, I don't see how you do not put up over 30 points on the board. Mm -hmm. Their defense was impressive, however, with four turnovers and holding the Jets to only six points. My problem is I need to see more of that offense. The Saints should be able to stop the run. Uh, I'm sorry, but Harris and James White is not Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think they're going to get him much more involved because he was a ghost uh, last week. Don't know if the Saints will be able to pull out the win, especially going on the road in Foxborough. However, I think that they should be able to cover these nine points with ease. Uh, and there it is, gents. That's my fat lock this week. Lock it in right now before it's the, the lines change. we got Ravens minus two. Eagles plus 10, Saints plus 9. Nice. I, I love it. It's so big. Um, and <laughs> I actually I have a lot more on that Eagles-Cowboys game later on mm. in the Big Bang. I do have a question about the Saints and the Patriots because out of those two teams, how how confident are you that you know what each of those we're, teams we're gonna are? We're going to be talking about that one, so don't, oh, don't, yeah, okay. don't bury it. That, so, I'll, so I guess I'll, uh, I'll yeah, trust me, we're gonna be preface talking about it that. with that because I do worry about who each of these teams actually are. I feel like that's one I would personally stay away from. But I think on a fat lock, um, I think siding with the team that blew out another team, had a loss last week, the Saints seem like a team that's probably going to go helter-skelter, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, mm -hmm. throughout the, the year. I think getting getting nine points is pretty good. What do you think, Dean? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think I'm going to have a play about this um, in a little bit. But you know, you know what? In case I want to waffle on it, no, it is one of those things where the Saints actually have run the least amount of plays in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, a product of two blowouts, one where they were doing the blowing out and another one where they got blown out. It's yeah, one of those things it's where... It's a lot of blowing. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it's, well, it's, we're talking about my fat lot. It's one of those things where if you can't stay on the field, uh, you can't get the um, playmakers the ball. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things. My whole point it was going to be when we get into the Big Bank is you, how many losses are too many? Zach brought us through all the losses that they had on offense and the offensive line. Obviously, Jameis Winston got really hampered by the pressure due to that. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore being out. Uh, no Michael Thomas. No Latavius Murray proving to be kind of big. No Drew Brees, obviously. I think it's one of those things where, you know, with, without arguably, you know, their two best players and a role player, how good really can the Saints offense be? I mean, when Jameis Winston's dropping back, yeah, he's a very easy target. Everyone's going to harp on him and be like, oh, he's not he's not good or he is good. Well, who's split out wide? Lil' Jordan Humphrey? Like, come on. <laughs> it, so that's going to be name. one of those things. So, so we're going to be talking about the Saints in Shout a little bit. Shout out Lil' Jordan. Yeah. Lil' Jordan. Love it. Let's just get right into it, guys. Let's go to the Big Bank. Big Bank Picks. Yeah, so picking up right with that Saints-Patriots game, I know that uh, you know we're starting off with a little bit of a muted tone because we kind of buried it a little bit. But John, you know, I I do agree that the Saints are due for a bounce back. Actually, okay. today, shout out to you know Joe and in, in the other chat that I was kind of mm-hmm. saying that you know they're not going to run only forty plays mm-hmm. every single game. But the one thing that I really do have pause about is the ball control, right. and it's one of those things where. If you can't stay on the field, you can't play effective offense. And it it goes hand-in-hand with complementary football. The Saints have run the least amount of plays in the NFL, only averaging 51.5 plays per game. Last week they ran 43. um, League average is 64. So it's one of those things where their defense is going to have to play a lot of minutes out there. They're going to get hammered. And you know what happens is when you play a running team like the New England Patriots, that's one of those things where having tired legs and tired bodies really is affected. No Marshawn Lattimore, as we had said. I don't think that really comes into play that much this year. Mac Jones has not really been pushing the ball down the field. But I really do believe in this rushing attack. Yes, I agree that they're not going to lose by nine. I, I do agree with that leg of the of the yeah. fat lock. But I will say it is kind of telling right now that it opened at New England minus one. It's New England minus two and a half under a field goal. Mm-hmm. Very easy. This is basically, in my mind, will New England win or will they lose? Saints, of course, Road Warriors still. Mm-hmm. The Superdome roof was on fire today. Did you yes, see I that? did do that. They yeah, might not right? ever play Incredible. at home again. Third week in a row on the road. Horrible, I just think that this is. So yeah, I think that this is, um, you know. I, Dare I say the first fatigue spot of the season? No, it's clearly not that. But, yeah, missing the offensive coaches last week, I think that there's just something a little bit not right here going to Foxborough to play the best coach of all time. A very good defensive team as well, the the Patriots. Of course, they can only play who is on their schedule, but they are number three in total DVOA Mm -hmm. in Football Outsiders. I don't know. It's one of those things where I think that uh, the Patriots' defense will continue to give the Saints some problems. I think it's going to be a close one, but... I could see the the Patriots kicking a field goal as time expires. So I'm going to go Patriots minus two and a half. Very key number there. If it's three or above, I do not like it. It would be a no play. But I'm going to take the minus two and a half for one unit in the Big Bang. Dude, I hope the Patriots win by eight. I mean, listen, you, you got, this is a situation <laughs> oh, where, right, where you guys can both win, technically. <laughs> yep. my, my whole thing was... The, these, out of all the teams in the NFL, these are the probably the two teams I have the most questions about because are the Patriots worse than I thought and are the Saints better than I thought? Because when, we when we were handicapping 
I was kind of fading the Saints, you know, when we were doing our preview. And what's so weird is a blowout to start week one is like, it, that's the perfect uh, way to overreact, right? Because now, because there's no, there's nothing else to compare it to. So now with a blowout and now with a, a pretty rough loss too, Jameis Winston, three turnovers, right? Three picks? Yeah, uh, something, something like that. Old, old Jameis, <laughs> old Jameis yeah, started to throw pick, picks again. Um, yeah, th- that's what. So, so I worry about the Saints and uh, the Patriots about who these teams are. And I, for me, it would tough. It'd be tough to back a side, even though the key number I do so, like Dean. So, if nothing else, right, it is just a key number because of that argument. And it's funny that you brought up that you have the most questions about these two teams. Mm-hmm. I was going to go with a different direction with my first pick here. Okay. But I have the same question about these two teams. So my first big bank play is I'm taking the Raiders minus four mm-hmm. versus Miami. All right? So Raiders are home. Revenge game, gents. Oh, yeah. Revenge Remember game. last yeah. year when Fitzmagic Magic replaced Pua in the fourth quarter and ripped the Raiders' yes. playoffs, hopes, yep. and dreams right You're out right. onto them? This is a revenge game, but no Pua. No Pua, but here's my thing. And I said this right before we started recording. The Raiders' first two wins. All right, the first win was a little fluky, but they did yeah. hang with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And then they embarrassed the Steelers. Yeah. Steelers, who I thought were much better than they were actually. Right. You're telling me right now that if the Raiders were the Packers going into this spot, that it wouldn't be a 7, 8, 9-point spread knowing there's going to be a backup quarterback at the helm. To me, this game is going to go one of two ways. It's either the ultimate trap game. And Miami's going to find a way to cover or win. Well, the Raiders are going to blow their friggin' doors off. This is a prove-it game to me. Vegas, to me right now, they should be a good team. But if they are actually a good team, they are going to steamroll Miami with a backup quarterback. Hadn't looked good with their friggin' starter. Pua turned the ball over. It's been awful for the for the game in a quarter that he's played. Uh, but the fact this game opened at 3.5, they announced 2 was out, and has moved to half point. Yeah. So people are saying to, that Miami is about the same team with Jacoby Brissett at the helm, and the book does not believe in the Raiders. To me, this just is fishy all over. I feel like they're kind of trying to convince you to take Miami like it is a trap game. Mm-hmm. This is a proof of game for me, as I said before. I'm rolling with the Raiders here. I'm laying four points, and I feel pretty confident that if the Raiders are a powerhouse and they're going to be competitive, especially in that division and in the AFC, this should be a very win- not only a winnable game, they should blow them out. Right, like th- this should be like just let's take care of business and move on to next week. Yep. Kind of thing. and you know what? I will say Raiders defense has impressed me. Yes, I did not think going into the season that they would have any type of defense. That, that's what I was going to bring up. The, the mean, Raiders pass rush specifically is yeah. very very good. The one thing about the Raiders that um, doesn't really have me completely sold in in the honeymoon phase is that they don't really run the ball and they don't really you know establish that run. But I think it's something to be said too that they did beat two you know unanimously good teams. We could it's all like agree. playoff contenders, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say the Steelers and oh, the Ravens? Absolutely, are, right? And I agree, Zach. So, I think it's one of those things where we saw an entire game of Jacoby Brissett. I mean, mm-hmm. Tua basically left after three pass attempts. Uh, I think it's one of those things where we saw an entire game of Brissett. I think that he, while he's not the worst backup in the NFL, I definitely don't like. Um, I, I don't like don't his like chances chance. of him starting. What, what were his numbers? Do you guys know? Like not specifics, but like did it look good? No, he looked. Horrible. I didn't really watch. They much lost thirty five. They lost thirty five. Nothing. Oh, point. that's yeah. That's right. They got blanked by the. Bill. And he played pretty okay. much the entire game. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm really not overthinking. I'm, you, I'm, I'm not overthinking mm-hmm. this. I'm just. I'm truly believe 
The only reason why the line is four right now is because this is the Raiders, who historically have fumbled when it comes to these easy layup games, yeah. and they're not trusted. Uh, Miami is definitely has some soul searching to do. Their defense is not what it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and their offense is mostly non-existent. Uh, my only way, my my uh, the only way I see Miami being competitive in this game is they just establish the run. If they're going to run mm-hmm. 60-70% of the time and just pound the ball down their throats mm-hmm. and then, you know, take take shots where they can. Um, but I just don't – if the Raiders are going to be putting up points like they have been the last two weeks, mm-hmm. good luck. Last week, Drew Hobie Percet, 24 of 40, 169 on a pick. Um, the, the, excuse yeah. me, the Dolphins only ran the ball 20 times. Uh, pretty ineffectively. Gotcha. Yeah, those are backup quarterback numbers. Like that, that falls in line. Mm-hmm. You guys think uh, Derek Carr's legit or what? He's, in my opinion, he's Le- leading the league in passing yards as of today. If the, if, if the over eight hundred season ended today, he'd be the front runner for MVP in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm personally not ready to crown him as. That's, you know, that's as, the answer I was trying to pull yeah, out of you, dude. Because I, I know you're up. But you know, it's one of those yeah. things where he's definitely played a lot better. Um, we should give him sure. some credit. It's Absolutely. one of those things where. Last week, the Steelers really did um, everything to take away Darren Waller, and they still did all right. I mean, he found a Brian Edwards. He hit rugs for a big, for a big yeah, catch. I think it's finally. one of those things where they're going to use that guy. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I think I we're. I, I think you know this is we're getting into a little bit more of uh, sports reporters and not, right. not betting. So, Jono, bring us to a bet. Let's, all right, let's talk it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay um, with another AFC favorite. Um, and a team that has been impressing us all since the start of last year. That's the Cleveland Browns um, giving seven points against the Justin Fields-led Chicago Bears. From what I've seen from Justin Fields, I was all hype on him in the offseason. From what I've seen on the field, though, eh, not not a whole lot to write home about. Um, I don't have much to say on his play. Maybe him getting the start will change things a little bit. He's more involved in what the game plan is going to be start to finish. A full week of practice. A full mm-hmm. week of practice. Uh-oh, Zach. Are we are we going head-to-head? We're head-to-head, John. <laughs> oh. I'm going to you finish. This, okay. is, this is literally just back to the well. That's what I'm calling these week picks. <laughs> because it wouldn't be the winning ticket podcast. If Zach didn't bet the Bears, baby. The Bears. And as soon as Justin Fields was announced, uh, I, I knew I was looking at this game. I, I love the spread. Getting a touchdown at Cleveland. Okay, um, so I'll let you. Okay, you're, it's your turn. Finish your handicap, and I will. I will. Um, so the Browns, obviously, I think they were one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, they, they honestly, I know there's not really a metric behind this. They just seem like probably the most well coached team in the NFL right now. They, the, Kevin Stefanski's got them. Like they're sound. They lost Odell Beckham. They lost Jarvis Landry. They're getting product productivity out of guys. You know who probably shouldn't crack any other starting lineup. They're running the ball like they want to. Their defense is playing fairly well. Um, you know, they, there's there's always room for improvement. But I I look at the fact that when they're going against Chicago, who let's face it, Joe Burrow gifted them that win last mm. week. I I honestly think that. I mean, it it, it could have been a very lo- not saying the Bears couldn't have won- beat the Bengals, but Joe Burrow what was it another three picks right or something like that like back to back possessions, you know. I just wasn't all that impressed with the Bears. I know Justin Fields starting for them does change it a little bit. Um, But I also look at the Bears. Bears are just inconsistent in a lot of areas. They've only scored in... um, They've only scored in two full quarters in each of their games. So, I think week one they scored in the second and third quarter. And then last week they only scored in the first and fourth fourth quarter. I mean, suffice to say, if you're not scoring in almost all your quarters, that's not a recipe for success. Especially against a Browns team that can put up a lot of points. Um, the Bears' offense obviously is 31st in passing right now. 
Again, could change with Justin Fields, but they're eighth in rushing. So you say to yourself, all right, maybe that's what they lean on. Well, the Browns have the ninth best rushing defense. Um, they're averaging 27 points per game through two games. Uh, the Bears averaging 17 points per game. So the numbers definitely skew in the Browns' favor. Um, and I just think when it when it comes to just eye test, Browns being the better AFC team, the Bears still kind of looking for who they are. Um, I think the Browns could win this one. I know they kept it close against the Texans. I know that. And then Zach's pointing his finger at me. Listen, I think that was just just a, a, an aberration. They probably took their foot off the gas a little bit. If the Bears had lost last week, they would be more desperate for this game as a win. I think going into Cleveland, let, Cleveland wins this let, let me let me ask John. You did you yes. did touch on the fact that you know no Odell and no Jarvis Landry. Yes. Uh, does the lack of weapons on Cleveland uh, scare you at all? No, to cover to cover a whole touchdown. No, because because they're able to get production out of those guys and and. It remains to be seen if even Odell even helps the team when he's on the field, right? I know Landry's a guy that can move the chains a little bit, but no, I'm I'm not worried. This is I, I trust in the coaching, I trust in the players, I trust in the defense locking down the Bears against a rookie quarterback having his first start. Also needs to be said, Kevin Stefanski, former Vikings offense coordinator, he knows the Bears uh, pretty well. There you go. So thank you, love that. In today's beat <laughs> that Zach. In today's stats okay. that have absolutely no meaning but are fun to look at. <laughs> Uh, the underdogs have covered the spread in each of the last six Browns games. I did see that. Uh, how, however, that stat includes the Browns because the Browns were underdogs in their own games. Just, just so you so know. So here's the deal. So that is a weird stat. When I heard Justin Field is getting his first start, he's getting a full week of practice. Mm-hmm. All right? So he's going to learn a little bit more about the playbook. He's going to be practicing with the ones. Um, to me, the Browns showed me a real cause for concern last week because Houston was in the game the entire time. And it took for Tyrod Taylor to go down with the injury for the Browns to finally put it away. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm still underrating the Texans or maybe the Browns' defense isn't all it's swept up to be. To me, I look at this game, this seems like the absolute perfect shitstorm for Matt Nagy, this pathetic coach. Justin <laughs> Fields is going to lead a game-winning drive on the road against a pesky Browns team. Wait, game-winning? Only Wait. for Andy Dalton to get healthy next week. And retake his starting spot <laughs> because all we heard was Andy Jones. Turn. Wait, you just mean let's just like you think legitimately game winning? Like not I'm even saying the, I could see not Justin, the Bears covering. I could, see, an I could see the Bears winning this game and then next week wow. being like, yeah, Justin Fields plays good, but Andy Dalton's our starter. But I see the second half of that. Regardless, Either right? All right. Baker Mayfield sneakily had a shoulder injury last game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went back in, even had a rushing touchdown afterwards. He's hurting. No Jarvis Landry. Standout tackle, Jedrick Wills. Yeah. Dealing with a nagging ankle injury. He did play 70% of snaps last week, but he is hurt. And you they know who we has to block this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's something to look out for. I think okay. Odell is coming back. To me, I like the points. I do not think that Cleveland is good enough to blow out Chicago, and I think that Justin Fields is going to be trying to play to be the starting quarterback. For the remainder of the year, uh, the Browns just they don't. They don't scare me. The Baker Mayfield injury, I think it could be a little bit more than what they're letting on. They didn't really announce what it is. They kind of just said shoulder. Mm-hmm. But anytime you're talking shoulder with a quarterback, you're one hit away from something happening. Um, not that I should rely on my handicap on Baker Mayfield's going to get hurt, but it's a possibility and a concern when your starting quarterback does have an injury and one of your best offensive tackles has a nagging injury that he's mm-hmm. clearly not 100% of, but they're rolling him out there anyway because they don't have a choice. Cleveland plays time of possession, runs the ball efficiently. 
They could somehow sneak away with a 10, 14-point win. Mm-hmm. I think Chicago keeps this close, and this is a three-point game. Chicago sneaks away with the cover. So now we talked about odds and we talked about hooks off the mm-hmm. off the jump. We got minus seven and plus seven. Zach, it looks like the hook is twenty five cents on the dollar. Oh, excuse me, yeah, twenty five cents on the dollar. Uh, it, do you think this is a worthwhile hook, or are you okay with just the seven? You know, it's a fun one because I say I don't like to get hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I don't know something about this. I don't mind the seven simply because I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. And I'd be okay with the push. Okay. Right. I, I really would. Now, John, it looks like the books are shading down a little bit onto okay. the onto the Browns. The Browns hook from seven to six and a half is thirty cents on the on the dollar. Hmm. Do you like the hook? Or are you okay with the seven? That's a good question. I mean listen, in a perfect world, I would love to get the six and a half instead. Right. Mm-hmm. But do I want to yeah, do I wanna pay a little yeah. extra for it? Listen, I if someone if someone is really on the fence about this, if Zach and I presented both arguments, then then take then take it take yeah. the six and a half. Yeah, and I think that's worth it. It's only something that I bring up just yeah. for continuity. Earlier we were talking about no, buying. That's a good hooks. question. So right. basically, from a mathematical down. from yeah. a mathematical standpoint, too, uh, you know, we're talking about a hundred dollars to win ninety or a hundred dollars to win about sixty one and right. change ish. Mm-hmm. So uh, for for the. For the Browns one and on the Bears one, it would probably be about around seventy or so. So yeah, just a, a fun conversation and a good back and forth. Uh, yeah, you guys, an interesting one. You guys, you guys got to think of what stakes to put on the game. Yeah, right. Uh, maybe a round of beers at MetLife. Or what, for or you what guys. actual stakes? Oh yeah, I think MetLife go. beers would be pretty. Absolutely. Good. So let's take us right to MetLife. <laughs> And um, I think we have a double like on... The- I'm just going to be done talking. Yeah, let's yeah, get I think we have a double like on the Giants, minus three. I think it's one of those things where um, luck, I was guys. saying I was saying off <laughs> off the pod, well, you know, let, let's start with the Giants side. I mean, we, we went into it a little bit. Of course, you know, we have the resident Giants fans here. But I watched as an unpartial um, observer last week. Uh, Daniel Jones was the best player on the field on either side of the ball. It was shocking to me. Uh, the last time I saw the last time I saw him play that well was in the bowl game against Temple for Duke. That was a great game. I bet on Duke uh, multiple times. But yeah, Daniel Jones really showed me something, and I think Jason Garrett maybe uh, light switch clicked on that he's a runner and not a pocket passer. He's not Eli Manning, so make him run. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at him. He had 95 yards rushing. Um, Atlanta is absolutely abysmal. Uh, last week, I my stomach turned watching stupid, doofy Matt Ryan. Sorry if you're a Falcons <laughs> fan or if you're a Matt Ryan fan or if you're Matt Ryan himself. Uh, hello, hello, Mr. Ryan. Anyway, Matt Ryan's pl- quarterback play. Because as a Vikings fan, a lot of people come up to me and they're always like, Kirk Cousins sucks, huh? Yeah, okay, fine. He's not ideal. Matt Ryan absolutely turns my stomach. Last week, you know, they, the, the Falcons came all the way back, made it 25 the 28 I was like oh wow maybe this will be a game and then big doofus just throwing pick sixes looking like an asshole he's he's been horrible for 12 years now and nobody seems to care the Falcons honestly were a team that I was going to lean on early in the season I thought Arthur Smith would, would get this team going in the right direction they really don't have a lot of talent on either side of the ball the Giants should have won I think Joe Judge has literally been skull fucking them verbally and figuratively <laughs> at, during practice I think that we're going to get Peak Giants coming out, sharp as attack. This is one of those ones where if you don't play well this week, Joe Judge is probably going to fucking sit you down. So I think the Giants, minus three, at home, first game with, with fans in two years. Well, they, they, no, they, they did play the home opener against, against Denver. But, never mind. But against the worst team. Yeah. I will say this. Yeah, he, this, uh, is, this he, is a Eli will be at this game. He's getting his is, jersey is retired. Is Eli Manning 
Jersey retirement. Yeah, bring them on our induction. But, so, but, so there you go. So yeah, the home, you get the home field a little as, bit juiced. As members of the home crowd this coming Sunday, we will be fired yeah. up. You know? And and I do have to mention, um, yep. you know, the the model that I run has uh, Giants minus four and a quarter. I think that this is a big edge here. I think that they are just a better team. Atlanta is just not very good. I mean, their their star player on offense right now is Cordero Patterson. Dude, uh, Matt Ryan yeah. can't throw the ball deep right now. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of painful to watch. Uh, my only show notes I wrote for this were <laughs> Giants minus three, I hate myself, and I love misery, so naturally I need to inflict more pain upon myself. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Giants because this misery. is what I'm labeling the desperation bowl. Yeah. Two 0-2 teams looking to flip the script. The Giants, not an easy schedule coming up. Their next two games, i got to go play the Saints, I guess, in Jacksonville technically, and, and then the they're Cowboys, playing right? the Cowboys. Yeah. So they will be on the road the next two games. This is about as must-win as it's going to get this early in the season. Mm-hmm. If they don't win, I mean, their season's probably already against, over. against a beatable against opponent, a beatable opponent, right? Yes. You know. If the if the Broncos turn out to actually be a decent team, that loss doesn't look as bad, despite how bad they played. I mean, just a gut wrenching loss. I'm confident if the Giants lose this game, it will not be because of bad coaching decisions, yeah, okay. and stupid mistakes. Just because they yeah. they couldn't have done more. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. And as, 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 as it gets last week. Once again, getting back to kind of where, where I started on the Patriots, it's the the numbers are are telling me to play sure. this. I mean, it's only yeah. three. Um, I, I know it's the old rule of thumb. Home teams get three points on the spread. I mean, of course, my metrics run it a little bit differently. But, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, the books are saying that this would be even on a neutral field. I think the Falcons are far inferior to the Giants. So yeah. that's why, you know, I love the number. Good good handicappers bet numbers, not teams. I'm betting on on this number. It's a field goal. I mean, kind of what we just talked about. I, w- I would, I guess, like it two and a half, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, it, if the Giants win by a field goal, personally. Yeah. I sure hope so, and I have to do a little trivia to John. Do you remember the last Giants versus Falcon game that we attended and the results? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. It was iconic. While John thinks about this one, I just would also like to point out on the money line standpoint, um, despite being 71% of all of the money line bets in Las Vegas, 88% of the money is going on the Giants minus 160, which means that the professional handicappers are betting the Giants to at least win. Wow. I'm blanking on it. Wait, what was it? It was the Giants were down by two. They were Uh driving on their side of the field. And in the fourth quarter... It's coming back to me now. There was a nice, beautiful pass to a wide-open wide receiver by the name of Preston Parker. Oh, my... Yes! Whose... The ball literally hit his chest and then proceeded to hit the ground where he would have caught the ball on about the 25-yard line to set up the game-winning field goal. And wow. uh, that I believe he was cut but directly after. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, the Giants have had no drop passes since then. The fucking Fantastic. Preston garbage game. Pre- that's right. I do remember that, Zach. Yeah, yeah the Giants and the Giants history of the Falcons is fun. The, the, obviously, the playoffs is what I think about. The the one thing, um, you know, I have a hard time being a fan of the Giants to even take a bet. So I'm going to wish the best for you guys. I, I, I was, they collapsed at the end of the game, but the Falcons did hang in for a little bit. Against the defending Super Bowl champions, see, and and they started off well against the Eagles, but I mean, I I, I tend to side with you guys because you're right. I mean, it's the full. If if I can look at a team like the Bears and say you guys are inconsistent, I mean, the Falcons are textbook inconsistency. See, let let, let me go ahead and and yeah. um, refute that right away. I mean, the I disagree. The Falcons were down big and they ended up mounting a mini comeback, and then the Bucks said, "Oh shit, we actually got to start playing again." So I think it was more of complacency. I. I I'll have the Stat Boys crunch what it was, but I, I believe at one point they were down double digits easily. 
Because I remember okay. the spread was t- uh, 12 and a half. The model liked it. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow, I might get a model win out of here. And then all of a sudden, the Bucks pulled away. Then the Falcons pulled back in, and then they got gotcha. blown out again. Okay. I'd have, I'd have to look at the team. So back to back, pick six, pick six best yeah, it's, it's not like if, It's not like they had like an immaculate yeah. first half like the, like the Lions did. I, th- I think I think desperation bowl is is appropriate. So and this, this, I mean it's going to be a tough one for both teams. But any any of those teams starting on three has a lot of questions to ask of themselves. Um, I'll jump on to my next play. Um, and just to be clear, when sprang sprained both his ankles last week. Correct. correct. So right now it's Jacob Eason. Correct. Right. Correct. Wednesday yes. night. Yes. Okay. This game's going to go under. Colts and Titans under 40. Ooh, I like minus it. Minus 110 odds. Why do I say this, right? Aside from the fact that their starting quarterback uh, broke both his ankles. Their bad starting quarterback broke both his ankles. <laughs> and Jacob Eason is not a guy I trust to put up a lot of points. 48 seems high, right? Like, that's like... You're talking if that was a 24-24 game. Are any of these that's, teams going to score 24? No. No, right? that, that's the old um, the old league average was around 48-ish. Okay. I, I bet you the books don't even know what the hell... Nah, it's got to be up now. But um, either way, right, The uh, I don't like the Colts, not only because they have a backup quarterback, and that's an easy handicap, mm-hmm. but um, past two weeks, offensive line is not quite the strength that we thought they were going to be. Um, and not for nothing, Carson Wentz, like, escaping out of the pocket is making that line look better. And I hate the way that Carson Wentz escapes, but that's a, <laughs> like, it's like a different thing. They don't want to tackle him because they're afraid of getting a penalty. That's why they don't tackle Carson Wentz. Um <laughs> What I do see, too, is, I mean, on the other side of the ball, then I look at the Titans, right? Emotional, overtime, gritty victory against Seattle, right? This is a perfect spot, and especially with, with Derrick Henry having such a blowout game. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect spot to maybe ease back a little bit, not score as many points. It's a divisional opponent that they're very familiar with. A lot of these divisional games, you know, either go really high or really low. Um, I see that this this could be a very... I honestly even think the Colts... This is going to sound so crazy. I think the Colts could even win. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, in an, in under, situation. Scena- in an under scenario, uh, the underdog has a better chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I told this This game screams to me like a 20-17. to 21-17, something like that. Yep. Not really... I was impressed with how the Titans played last week. I, I just don't think they're going to be able to repeat that performance after an, an up-and-down performance from week one. So this is uh, this one I feel I feel very comfortable with under under 48. I, I definitely agree with the backup quarterback uh, standpoint. I mean, it's not like Eason is like a um, you know a highly touted rookie or anything like that. It's just a, a guy who's been in the NFL. So uh, That's it. yeah, there's not much to say. So yeah. until we see it, I can't expect this guy to put up a lot of points. Going to be kind of interesting. So Zach's done with his big bank. I will go to my final play, and this is one that I like to call hanging on the rim. <laughs> I'm going to go or back to the well. I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going Cardinals minus seven at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was dead right. The Jaguars are horrible. <laughs> they are actually laughable. That's how bad they are. Um, it's one of those things where the, the whole narrative of, oh, you know, Trevor Lawrence has never lost before. Well, get used to it, buddy. This team is bad. <laughs> they don't run the ball. Like, I don't know what the hell their offense is doing. They just drop back 70 times a game and let Trevor Lawrence, you know, fend for himself. They have no offensive line. The Cardinals were in a thriller. <laughs> they should not have won last week. And I'm actually double mad that they did win because then this line would be about six and a half and not seven or maybe even lower. Uh, my model, get ready for this one, to be blown away. Cardinals minus 15. That's how that's how <laughs> oh low gosh, I have yeah. the Jaguars in there. And, you know, it's funny. It's laughable, but, you know, the, the model's been good this year. It's one of those things. Do I think the Cardinals will win by 15? 
Um, it's very, very possible. This offense is humming. It'll go. They'll do. They'll put up points. You know, they've proven that. Scored 30 points both games so far. Now playing a very low Jaguars team. I think winning by a touchdown is very, very easy. Um, it opened up at seven and a half. Once again, I like the number of seven. I think that that yeah. now that we've gotten to a key number, minus seven for minus one ten, that's beauty. If the public gets down under seven, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have a max play on it. So yeah, Cardinals minus seven, absolutely love it. Their defense didn't really get the pressure that they got in week one. I think that that comes back because you know the Jaguars have an inferior offensive line. So um, Chandler Jones is gonna continue eating, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be one of those things. The Cardinals will win this one easily. It, mm-hmm. Let's use a tra- transitive property here. The Broncos who are kind of not that good on offense, pretty much did whatever they wanted on mm-hmm. offense to the Jaguars. In Jacksonville, same thing. Jaguars home, Cardinals coming coming over. Right. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I think you're talking about te- one team is red hot and one team is ice cold. Yep. And uh, on a touchdown spread, it's, it's bizarre that it seems that low. And and your model says otherwise, and I love your model. Mm-hmm. Um, what the... I'm really not... I'm really not worried about anything. Like I'm trying to, th- I'm trying mm-hmm. to play devil's advocate just, just for the sake of anyone who might be a Jaguars fan or you know who wants Jaguars to see something. Backer. But the the Jaguars are just, uh, they're not showing me anything. And the Cardinals, my God, am I eating crow on the Cardinals, who I was so against at the start of the season. The, the they're one showing thing, everything. The one thing that I will say, actually, in, in looking at it right now, mm-hmm. is that uh, the game total at, hovering around 51.5, around 52. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that would be a pretty good bet. You get the Cardinals to jump out to an early lead and then kind of take their foot off the gas, have the Jaguars kind of throw... Um, because they do every play anyway, maybe score some points in garbage time. So, yeah, um, yeah it, maybe a game total if you don't necessarily agree yeah. with our assessment that the Jaguars are pretty much inept. But I think this all falls back onto coaching. Urban Meyer is uh, not going to last in the NFL. <laughs> Love it, man. When you said back the well, I really thought you were going to say Cardinals first quarter. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I really thought that was coming. Was we're no, we're they, learning things about first quarter bets. No, no, no. Props, I just want to be. I just want to be clear here. That's not a. It, uh, I would make that bet a thousand times out of a thousand. I think if you find the edge, then you got to monetize it in a low variance situation. Um, yeah, no. I think if the if the Cardinals lost last week, maybe this would be like a get out quick kind of thing. But no, there's no incentive. They could take their time and score forty if they want. No problem at all. Gotcha. All right, I think I just have one more play left before Dog Pound, right? Let's hear it. I'm going to hit you guys. I'm going to have a segment for this one. I'm hitting you guys with a Monday night same-game parlay bomb. We ready for this. Going bold in Big Bank. Trying to get out to an early lead against you guys. I am taking the Eagles-Cowboys, naturally, uh, over 15.5, and the Eagles getting 4.5 points. And that's for plus 220 odds. Wow. Um, I want to talk about what you said earlier, Zach, about this game. This game is absolutely coming down to a field goal or less. That's why I'm taking the Eagles with the points here. I think that's – I almost consider just doing that and then just just leaving it and just, you know, going into how the Eagles, you know, should score more points on stuff. But I said let's make this a little bit more juicy. Um, First big NFC East uh, matchup. I say big because these – I, I am not a believer in the Giants or the Washington football team um, in the same way that I am uh, after watching the first two weeks from both of these teams. So let's talk about both of them. The Eagles last week, a lot of chances in the red zone. Um, they're running a lot of fourth down plays, not taking field goals, doing you know that little like 
uh, Philly special bullshit that they do, which left a lot of points on the field. So, yes, they only scored 11, um, but it's because of that reason, because of the San Francisco 49ers, they have a good defense. I have no problem thinking, you know, in a 50-and-a-half game, you're saying, John, the Eagles only scored 11 points. I have no problem. They're going to score in the well in the 20s. Cowboys, same thing. They're coming off another low-scoring game themselves, right? Only 20 points against the Chargers. Again, a great defense. I don't think either of these teams have defenses that are going to shut out others. Mm-hmm. This seems like a legitimate back-and-forth um, where it's going to come down to a team, you know, whoever's the last team getting the ball um, with, you know, 340 left in the fourth quarter, um, needing a touchdown or a field goal to win the game. And that's why, like, I would have taken, if the Cowboys were getting points, I was taking the Cowboys getting points. I'm taking the Eagles here, too. Um, both offenses, we've seen that they have explosiveness. The Cowboys... Uh, Kept pace with the Buccaneers for a lot of that game, and the Eagles blew out the Falcons uh, in week one. So it stands to reason to see that again. This was the most interesting stat that I thought, and I usually don't like stats like this, um, but I had to bring it up. Seven of the last eight Cowboys home games against NFC East opponents have gone over the total line. So I'm going to continue to take that trend. I think think the line was at 52.5. I just got it down to 50.5. Um, because I like the what number did I like twenty seven twenty four and that equals fifty one. Wow! So Look at um, that. calling your shot. So yeah, and uh, just I like to do that with totals too. Is actually play out the final score in my mind what I could realistically think it is. And I always I don't know if you guys do this too with totals. I always split it in half first. You know, so like yeah, so like you gotta think about what's realistic. Right, what's mm-hmm. realistic? Like Colts at Titans. Okay, twenty you know twenty four points for each team. Do I really see both teams scoring twenty four? No. So it's got to be the under, right? Um, but for this game, why I like to do this, why I'm not splitting this up between teams and just taking it together, I think it's a correlated parlay. Um, the underdog getting an opportunity to win the game at the end, um, and I think that both teams could. I think both teams could score well into the 30s. So I'd even take this over. It's probably going to climb up. I think it was 52, and now it's 52 and a half. Um, this this is a bomb. This is going to make for a very fun Monday night. Mm-hmm. I had a little luck with my last Monday night bet, which was also a same-game parlay. Shout-out DraftKings. Um, mm-hmm. And I encourage anyone and everyone to uh, you know text me during this game. Let's have some fun together, you know, as, as those touchdowns are piling up. Let's <laughs> root each other on. The one thing I did want to point out, too, about uh, same-game parlays, we know that a lot more sports books are offering them, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things, too, where I always encourage people, John, you said you got yours at plus 220, correct? So it's Correct. one of those things, and, and the 50 and a half is an alternate line. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's one of those things where if you could find, just go, throw in the numbers that make sense. It's one yeah. of those things where... Don't get, get stuck on what they give you. Yeah, you, take it. You're going right? to get the plus odds around... I, I, you know, you're going to get the plus odds no matter what you pick, pretty mm-hmm. much, so unless you do, like, you know, Eagles plus 24 and <laughs> over 30 or something right, like yeah. that. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, and of course, uh, sportsbooks are wise to that. They're, they're going to... You know, avoid some of the big correlation, but yeah, it's one of those things where you know, pick some numbers that that make sense to you. Who cares if it's two twenty or one eighty? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those things absolutely. where let's get it. Let's get a W here, right? Absolutely, that, John. I'm gonna literally put that in as soon as we done. Yeah, love it. I just, uh, I think I just took it early this morning, sent it over to a couple of people. But that's my last big bank play. So now it's time to woof woof the dog pound. And here's a shock for you guys. My dog pound play is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that I have them taking, uh, getting four and a half points in my uh, big Monday night bomb. However, I can see them absolutely stealing this game away from a Cowboys team that's still looking to improve on the defensive side of the ball. Still trying to find some offensive consistency. We saw Zeke uh, had a much better game 
um, after not... He finally scored his touchdown for those keeping score at home. Uh, and we see Tony Pollard getting involved, too. I think they're still kind of figuring out that offense. Um, but the Eagles, Eagles just seem like a team that kind of... They have a flow. They like to play fast pace. They like to let Jalen Hurts run a little bit. But he's got an arm, too. Um, and I just see this is like one of those textbook Jerry Jones staring at the camera after a 27-24 <laughs> loss. They got him photographed in the booth while the Eagles are celebrating. Um, if you're an Eagles fan, it's not many times I say this because I fucking hate you and the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm betting on the Eagles this week. It's one of those things, too, where um, you know we say it every week in the dog pound, which John is also undefeated, um, where if you could see it being a coin flip game, it's a, it's a good opportunity to take... And underdog, I got at plus, plus one seventy. Yeah, plus yeah. one seventy. That's good. Yep. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Well, I kind of said I was going to stay away from this game, <laughs> then I kept on looking at it. So I'm taking the Packers. Ooh. Taking the Packers at San Fran is my dog pound. I looked um, at that. Interesting. Yeah, you know I what? I said these teams are like these complete opposite of each other. The Packers have a completely inept defense, and the 49ers have a completely inept <laughs> offense. Um, both these teams got the beat up on the Lions. Uh, so really, when I was trying to dig into the defensive and offensive stats, I'm just throwing them out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think both of these teams have their issues, but I think that the Packers are still finding themselves. Uh, they needed that pick-me-up in Detroit. Week one was a complete debacle. Uh, last week, Niners just played an ugly, dirty game against Philly where they probably should have put a lot more points on the board. Um, I just see this game being a coin flip, kind of like we just talked about. Absolutely. Three and a half is the perfect line for this game because I wouldn't be surprised if either one. I to me, it's going to come down to the most squares of square things is the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers scoring at will against the Lions. I know San Fran scored at will, mm-hmm. um, but to me, it just seems that like this is like this is just your typical. The Packers look bad. You're going to count them out, and they're going to somehow find a friggin' way to pull out a victory. Would, would you have taken, if it was reversed, and the Niners were the dogs, would yep. you have taken the I Niners? I would have taken the Niners. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. There you go. 100% that makes agree. sense. Yep. Um, just like everybody on the pod here, I was looking at the Rams, but truth be told, I literally uh, worship the ground that Tom Brady walks on, <laughs> so I will not bet against him. Uh, to me, it just seems like this is one of those games the Packers are going to kind of squeal out, get some help from the referees like they always do. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Score, you know. Metrics-based referee do, do what they have to do to, yeah. to walk out with the win. Plus, we always know that uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of has a chip on his shoulder every time he goes plays in San Francisco because he wanted to be their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to mention the last time they played, they, he got absolutely trounced. Yes. Uh, yeah. So another revenge game, trying to redeem himself. <laughs> So yeah, would it, it surprise you that the last of those quarterbacks to go to the Super Bowl was Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, don't 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 get me started on the on the ref play. But anyway, um, my dog pound is uh, you know Zach said he loves pain and misery, and uh, so do I. So this is uh, the BDSM podcast here. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vikings money line. Wow, uh, Vikings. <laughs> Vikings. Wait, none, of us, none of us took the Rams. No. Wow. Uh, well, we, I, uh, we all hold on. I, I didn't take the Rams because I I truly don't believe they're gonna win. That's fine. <laughs> I, yeah. I, like, I like the Rams. At, in teasers, obviously, if you add six points yeah, to that, one that and actually a half, is a good point. The yeah. Buccaneers are going to win that game. <laughs> yeah, well, why? Why take the Rams? I mean, you're looking at the biggest Rams fan in the, I mean, in I mean, the circle who, here. Who, who, the Rams realistically should have lost to the Colts. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in that game outright? I think that's that is a coin flip, but Either it's way, it's more of a coin flip talk, than than I'm comfortable yeah, with. Talk to us about the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings at home have to have it. It's one of those things. Uh, the Seahawks are just really not that good of a team. Uh, they don't really have a great defense. 
Uh, the Legion of Boom is well gone. Vikings really should have. They should be two and zero. That's not just a scorn fan. That really is <laughs> it. Um, two really horrible plays at the end of games. I think it's going to be one of those things. Playing at home for the first time with a full stadium. Uh, I think this is a real have to have a game. Um, if not, I think that you know then we get the Vikings hanging their heads next week against the Browns. Um, yeah, first home game. Mike Zimmer is great at home against the spread, and yeah, especially following a loss, following two heartbreaking boneheaded losses. I think that this is just you know this is a, a gut check. This absolutely has to have it. So I'm going with Vikings plus one ten. I love it. I love it, gents. Week three, you know, I always say this every year. It goes fast. Yeah. It goes fast. It Here we are three weeks in. John's got a, a pretty good-sized lead on the big bank, but we are crawling back. Yep. Little by little, and man. If we, yeah, if we learn anything, it's a long season either way. You just got to start out hot. You got to finish just as hot, if not hotter. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of where we are. You know, this is our, th- I believe it's our third full season that we're starting together. In fact, I'm going to shout out my cousin, Brandon Soto. Hey, buddy, thank you for listening. Um, we're, we're trying to talk a little bit more. He follows some sites. We're trying to communicate, interact with our listeners, with family, friends, um, about taking these picks um, because we want to make sure that you're not just getting the stuff that you're going to see on, you know, you know those like pregame, like NFL fucking like fantasy things like Howie Long and Michael Strahan just going over the same tried and true square takes on everything. They never want to pick anything frisky. They're just literally on TV to look. Yeah, right. or they do a segment. We're, they do a segment called Lock of the Week, and they just pick all the 14 point favorites. Yeah, like, right. That that that, that means is absolutely so nothing. not what we're in for. We're in for giving you guys great plays. I literally just gave you a fucking parlay on Monday night. No one is doing that on TV. So, um, in, in my talks with Brandon, we talked about how we want to like do more of these kinds of things on the show. We want to actually give you good, valuable plays that are going to win you money. And we're going to continue providing that on the Slack channel, on our social media. Uh, and if you guys, you know, just message us. Please, please listen um, to the pod. Uh, you know, full way if you're here. Thank you. Um, and if you can just share this with, I mean, with everybody. Friends, mm-hmm. family, anyone who's interested and in betting. also, don't be afraid to slide in them DMs. Sure. Yep. Maybe you don't have time to listen to the pod. Send us a little DM on Insta. I mean, Maybe at, we'll get some plays for you. At, at one, yeah, absolutely. And at one and a half times speed, if you want to speed it up, I mean, only only <laughs> 20 minutes you could, or 30 minutes you could uh, break it up a little bit. But yeah, definitely, we're going to keep on coming at you with uh, that value and we're going to spread it spread it out. Definitely, you're going to want to follow us on social media at WinningTAXPod. Yep. That's right. Instagram, Twitter. Maybe we'll do a Facebook one of these days. Never. <laughs> Never. That's the, it's the old hat kind of stuff. Anyway, we're going to give you guys, we're going to go what? 3, 6, 7, 8, 12-0 on our picks this week. You heard it here first. Until then, we'll see you for week four of the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. Thank you.